Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. What kind of church is the church full of God's grace? You might think like, okay, there's a big church, uh, there are about 20,000 people and uh, worshiping in the one big sanctuary. And there must be some reason why there are so many people. Of course, there could be some great reason, but that may not be the case where we can uh, think or label only the kind of church as the church full of God's grace. Today, we're going to learn from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. It tells us about a church that showed a, the grace of God. So let's look at the text together to find out what it is and then what it means to become the, uh, the church full of God's grace. So let's look at the text together. Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God which has been which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor of participation in the support of the saints. And this, not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Amen. In this text, I can point out three things that we're going to talk about today. The first one is church with God's grace. And the second one is who can give. And third one is how should we give. The church of Macedonia, the church that we're going to look into today, that was the church with God's grace because the grace of God was shown through their generosity that they gave. But who can give? What kind of people should we become to give or and, and how should we give? So let's look at one by one. The first one is what kind of church was the church of full of God's grace? So let's look at this passage because we can we need to look at the Macedonian church, was it a mega church? Was it a great, uh, did it have a really good facility? Um, did it have a really lot of classes? So let's look into the verse 1. It says, Now brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God. Okay, the grace of God which has been given in the churches of Macedonia. So we can definitely see that church of Macedonia received the grace of God. Now, what kind of church was it? Now look at verse 2. It says that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. Now, this is something that we need to look at. What is this liberality? Well, in another translation, it says generosity. So this church, Macedonian church, they had a different circumstances, and then we're going to look into those circumstances in just a few minutes. But basically, they gave. They were the, the Church of Macedonian was a church of hospitality, generality, generosity. They gave. So this was a very practical expression of God's grace. In other words, if your church is full of God's grace, your church must be, should be, the giving church. Now, many times, as I mentioned, we might think like, okay, the church full of grace, there's must, there must be a full of prayer, and a full of word, and full of people. And I think that all of them are right. But it, in today's particular text, it shows that 
The grace of God was shown through the giving, shown through the generosity. So we can just talk about all day long about the grace of God, but if the grace of God is not really shown through giving, through the practical examples or applications, then there must be something wrong. This church, in this particular text today, Apostle Paul was linking the grace of God and the act of generosity together. It is almost like Paul is saying, you see, you know, how, what it, how you can really show the, the grace of God, there is a way. It is through giving. So, likewise, our churches, you know, no matter what kind of uh, circumstances we are, if you truly experience the grace of God, we need to show the grace of God through generosity. Now, so to give, what kind of person should we become? So that's the next point. Let's look at the text today continually. Uh, let's look at the uh, the first, the second verse, verse two. It says that in a great ordeal of affliction, in other words, the persecution, this church of uh, church of Macedonia, they were going through a severe persecution for their faith, and then their abundance of joy. Isn't that ironic? I mean, there's a persecution, so it must be very difficult, very challenging. However, there's a great joy. It was not just a joy. It says abundance of joy. Now this is. Amazing, amazing text that it is showing that just because you are going through persecution doesn't mean that you'll be always disappointed or depressed. Actually, you can be very joyful. And then it goes on, it's, it goes on to say, their deep poverty, why they were poverty, uh, poor. The, the historian says, because of the persecution, the persecution led this church to the poverty. But also look at this text again. It says deep poverty. So it was not a normal poverty or just shallow poverty. It was a really serious poverty. So they were going through very tough financial crisis all because of Jesus. You know, they believe in Jesus, they proclaim Jesus, and guess what? You know, they receive the persecution instead, and then their houses and their jobs and their, all of them are stake because they were in a deep poverty. But here's the ironic thing. Just like where there's a persecution, there's abundant joy, where there was a deep poverty, it says, overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. In other words, yes, they were very uh, greatly poor. However, their giving was exceedingly abundant. They were overflowing in their giving. So, wow, this is a really amazing. It's like a two ironic things going on. The persecution, joy, and the poverty, and overflowing in their giving. So, what does that really tell us? Who can really give? You might think like, oh yeah, the millionaires can give a lot of money. Billionaires can give a lot of money. Of course they can, but that's not the point here. Even if you go through persecution, if you, even if you are very poor, just like in the churches in Macedonia, you can still be very joyful. But not only that, you can still give a lot. Now, this is very, very encouraging because normally we think that, you know, if we don't have the resources, then we cannot really give a lot to the Lord and to other people. But our poverty or any circumstances should not limit us from giving, should not discourage, discourage us from giving. As we can see in today's passage, who can give? The, who can give? Anyone. Anyone, any children of God can give. This reminds me of uh, 
the story of Jesus. When Jesus was in the temple, there were two types of people were giving. And there was an old widow, and then there was a rich people. Now, rich people, of course, they gave a lot, and uh, they were showing off in front of people that, that they were just telling everyone that how much they were giving. However, the old widow, you know, she had only two coins. I mean, it's like a two cents. But she was giving and tremble. And what Jesus was watching all of them, you know, he said, this widow gave the most, much more than all the other people. So the disciples must be puzzled. Like, well, I mean, how in the world? I mean, she gave only two cents. Of course, they had no idea what kind of situation she was uh, in. But Jesus, of course, he knows everything. He is God. And he said, she gave everything that she has but all the rich people even though they gave a lot they gave from abundant uh, of what they already have so they were giving just a part of it part of what they did what they had but uh, this widow gave everything that is the same case we don't know how much exactly this churches of macedonia gave to the jews in jerusalem however we can truly see they gave a lot because they gave even out of poverty even out of of persecution persecution poverty any troubles in the world will not should not must not stop us from loving the lord and loving other people now this encourages me because a lot of people these days they say look at all the natural disasters and tsunamis and earthquake and famine and heat and global warming and that definitely affects the economy and then when economy drops down the people in the church will suffer financially that means the the, uh, the giving will decrease and then church management will decrease and so what, what would be the future it looks like the future is very dark uh, for the churches and christians well that is not the case we can see here in today's example you know no matter what circumstances the churches can be strong now the flip side is this just because your church is wealthy and you have a lot of millionaires and billionaires in the church doesn't mean that your church is giving a lot God is God knows the heart God knows the uh, God knows God sees our um, the uh, motivation so if we are giving out of abundance well that is better than nothing however if our motive motivation is not right then it's the giving is not genuine however even if you are going through, uh, let's say, uh, the disaster affects our business, so they are business uh, bankrupt and there's not so much of a money left, and so it's a very dire situation. We know that it's a very tough. However, even if that is the case, if it's by the, uh, the persecution for our faith and you know God allows the sufferings in our time, but our hearts will be filled with joy. If we are in Christ Jesus continually, and then out of that joy, we can still give whatever we have. We can give uh, to help others who are in need. Now, this church of Macedonia, many people would think, you are, if you are in the Macedonian church, they might say, you are the one who need our help. But the Macedonian church says, well, maybe, but we also want to help others. We have just a little resources left, but we want to give it out because God has filled us with His uh, grace so that we want to share. So that is a really great, beautiful example of godly Christian uh, the, uh, the uh, generosity. Now, the last point is this. So when we give, what kind of attitude should we have? There are three things. When we give, we need to give voluntarily, we need to give willingly, and we need to give boldly so let's go back to today's passage and see uh, what is going on here it says 
in um, verse 3, for I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, we're going to visit this uh, in just a few minutes, they gave of their own accord. They gave of their own accord, meaning they, they gave voluntarily. So this is really one of the key points I want to point it out, that when you give, you're not giving just because you have to or you're pressured by other people or to impress other people. Uh, that is, none of them applies here. When they gave, the Macedonian church, Paul was not pushing them to give a lot, but they gave out of their own accord. They gave voluntarily. They just gave uh, out of love for the Lord, out of love for other people. So this should be the case for all of us that we need to give voluntarily. And also, verse 4, it says, it's pretty interesting, it says, begging us, begging the apostles with much urging for the favor of participation and the support of the saints. In other words, Macedonian church was saying, oh, Apostle Paul, please, we want to give. Please, can I give more? Can I, can you let me give they were almost, not almost, they were begging the apostles that these churches would give to help these saints. That shows what? That shows willingness. Willingness. Not only they were giving voluntarily, but also they were willing. They were excited. They were eager to help. They were eager to give. So this must be our posture as well. As well, like, uh, you know, when a Sunday, when you give offering, you know, it should not be uh, by uh, pressure from other people or it should not be just uh, the mundane routine that you come to church and you just give and there's no motivation, there's no excitement, there's no eagerness. That should not be the case. When we give, this should be out of uh, really the eagerness that we want to give voluntarily and willingly. And lastly, it says, look at um, this um, verse 3. I testify that according to their ability, okay, so they gave out of their ability, meaning that God does not push you to uh, give offering uh, beyond what you can do. So if you are giving like a 10% or 2%, or whatever, no problem. God loves a cheerful giver. But also, it says, some were giving beyond their ability, not just within their ability, but beyond their ability. It shows courage. They were giving willingly, voluntarily, but also they were giving boldly. So I can see that they were trusting the Lord. You know, they were already in a financial crisis. And when you are in the financial difficulties and, you know, very uh, difficult, challenging situation, you might want to, like, you want to want to save everything that you could do. So let's say if you were, if you used to give like $100 a month, then you're like, okay, this, I cannot do this anymore. Maybe I can give like $10 from now because, you know, that's, that's how much I can do. It makes sense. No problem. However, even in that situation, this church of Macedonian, they gave boldly. They gave beyond their ability because they were trusting the Lord that God would provide everything. You know, Matthew 6.33, seek ye, seek ye the first kingdom of God and His righteousness, that all these things will be added unto you. The church of uh, Macedonia, they were concerned about the kingdom. They were they wanted to help other brothers and sisters in Jerusalem. So even though they were they had not a lot, but they gave more than they could. So that you know, uh, not only helping others, but also they were trusting the Lord to uh, to really 
to truly uh, meet their needs as well. Of course, I, I can definitely uh, see that the Lord is honored in this effort, and that's why Apostle Paul was putting their effort right here, not only within their ability, but also beyond their ability. So that should be our posture as well. When we give, we need to give willingly and also voluntarily and boldly. And then let's see the final verse. Look at verse 5 here. It says, And this, not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Not only to the Lord, but to us. What does it really mean here? I think this uh, exactly aligns with the great commandment that Jesus told us to love God and love your neighbor. When you, if you truly love God, then you must love other people. Some people say, you know, I love God, I love God, and because I love God, that's it. You know, I don't really have to love other people. You know, people are people. Why should I love other people? Or some people say, you know, I love you know, people only. I don't really care about, you know, God at all. Both of them are wrong. If you truly love God, we need to love others because our love for the Lord should be shown through loving other people. And that's exactly what we saw in today's passage. The Macedonian church, they were not they were giving to the they were showing the love of Christ Jesus through giving to other brothers and sisters. So there was a very practical sharing that uh, this is the spiritual activity was shown through physical giving to the people. So this is why, you know, churches would have an offering time and offering time is very significant. It's not just a ritualistic thing. It's really showing how much you love the Lord, but also you're, it's showing that how much you love your brothers and sisters. So it's a very, very important time. So we have learned all these things together today that the church with, with the full of God's grace is the church giving. And then who can give? Anybody can give. Any children of God can give. Even if it's in the persecution and deep poverty, we can still give. But when we give, we need to give willingly, voluntarily. And we need to give boldly. Why should we do this? Is it just because um, we want to? Well, there's a deep reason. If you go down a few verses down in verse 9, there's great truth there. The gospel of Christ Jesus there. Jesus, even though he is rich, he became poor so that he can make us rich. Wow, this goes exactly together with 2 Corinthians 5.21 because Jesus, who did not know sin, became sin so that he can make us righteous. If you put them together, it goes like this. Jesus, who do not know sin, became sin to make us righteous. Jesus, who is rich, became poor to make us rich. Jesus laid down himself. Jesus humbled himself that he did all these things that he died on the cross and he sacrificed himself to make us righteous. And he gave up. He laid down his richness and he became poor to make us rich in him. What a great sacrifice he did. This is the gospel truth and this is the grace of God. Because the church of Macedonia truly understood and believed this grace of God, that God gave it all to them by his grace. That's why they could also give 
they could also share their resources. They received the grace of God and they showed the grace of God through living it out, through giving to other people. So they also became poorer by giving so that other brothers and sisters to become richer. What a great example. Of course, compared to what Jesus did, it's really nothing, but they are, the Church of Macedonia, acted out the body of Christ Jesus, the grace of God, abundant, the grace of God in the gospel of Christ Jesus was being shown, being continued through the body of Christ Jesus. It's the same thing today. Now, we have so many people in the world who, who are in need. So can we just, are we going to just talk about it or are we going to truly show the grace of God to them through giving, through generosity? So how should we live? First of all, we need to, you and I need to know the grace of God clearly. It's not enough to say, oh, God is gracious, God is gracious. Of course, we need to start with knowing the grace that Jesus emptied himself. He became sin for us and he became poor for us so that we will become righteous, so that we will become rich in him. What a grace. We need to uh, delve into this truth every day so we'll be saturated by uh, the grace of God. And then secondly, we need to release, we need to show, manifest this grace of God through generosity. Well, how can we show the generosity? Again, you know, no matter what circumstances, um, we need to give. God is not checking on you like how much money you gave. That's not the point. The point is this, whatever resources you have, you know, this is not from us. This is not ours. This is, the resources are from the Lord and God appointed us as the stewards so that we can manage it well and we need to share it we need to use it for god's kingdom so when we use it when we share when we give those resources to other people to help them out we need to do it willingly voluntarily and boldly and uh, not not out of compulsion or pressure but out of joy and when you give there's much more joy it's actually much better than receiving you know many times we are in a receiving mentality we want to receive we need to receive we want to receive receive no that's not the point if you truly received the grace of god and you will be willing and volu uh, voluntarily you will be willing to give give to other people so that more people would experience the blessing and the grace of God abundantly. Then even, you know, we can challenge ourselves. Why not we give more than we can? You know, um, it's not it's not really commanded. However, it is really uh, growing and strengthening our faith that we can truly trust God's provision. We trust in the Lord if there is a need of our brothers and sisters. But uh, if, if there's any resources that we can do, let's give with a boldness and a full faith in the Lord. So let's pray together. Let's not just talk about uh, grace of God. Let's live out the grace of God through generosity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your wonderful message today from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We have learned the great example of Church of Macedonia. Father, let us be, let our churches to be like the Church of Macedonia that will not just talk about grace of God, but will be living out the gospel of Christ Jesus, your Son, so that we can truly uh, go out and share what you have given to us so that more people would know your gospel and that more people would truly experience the grace of God through this generosity of your children. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray it. Amen.